Welcome to the Oceans Ministries Podcast. Here's your host, Tim Spikestra. Welcome uh, to another podcast. I'm excited today to have a really good friend of mine, Mike Verkike, um, all the way from Holland, Michigan. And Mike and I got to know each other uh, several years ago when I was pastoring a church uh, in Zealand called Haven. And it was kind of a divine appointment how we met. And God uh, linked our hearts together. And um, kind of a long story short, uh, Mike's a high school teacher at Holland Christian. And while he was uh, working at Holland Christian, um, God gave him a passion for Beautiful Gate, uh, Ray Hawkinson, who you heard about last week. And uh, Ray and Mike hooked up, and uh, God used both of you to do a, a mighty work in uh, Lesotho, Africa, where Mike was able to bring teams there from Holland Christian High School students that uh, went there touch that ground, touch the babies, and a, a word that Mike and I love to use is they were ruined, right, Mike? Yes, they were. They were ruined. And uh, so Mike's also been on this journey of praying for 40 days, and actually he's praying it again with a group of other guys, um, the circle book or draw the circle by Mark uh, Batterson. And a few weeks ago, we talked to Henry Mirsma about it and what God was doing in his life through prayer, I might just share a little bit, say, first of all, hello, and hello. <laughs> share a little bit about uh, prayer and uh, draw the circle and some of the things that God has been doing uh, because of uh, those 40 days of prayer. I think the one of the things that I've really learned from the book is that journaling is so important in your prayer life. Um, I've learned that as I pray, I not only speak my prayer to God, but I also write it down. And it's given me the opportunity to, I think, think deeper about what I'm praying about and asking for, but also then to go back and reflect on where I was, whether it's 40 days ago or 50 days ago, and cross-reference that with where I am today. Mm. And, and a lot of times it's, it's not just the prayers, but it's it's the scripture that I'm reading along with the prayers. And so what passages uh, God led me to, to be in, in his word, in one period of my, my life, and then where I'm at in a different period of my life, and to see how that actually has aligned for where I am at um, mm. with decisions I have to make or with just things that I'm actually are on my heart to pray for. Mm-hmm. I think during the 40 days of prayer, uh, um, one of the things you started to do was pray with your pastor, right? Yes, I did. Um, pastor Arden, uh, tell us what happened out of that. What What are you guys going to do as a church out of your prayer time and praying with Pastor Art? Yeah, I, I started a, another group of of not just men, also my 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 daughters are are in this group of the 40 days of prayer from a retreat that we were on um, up north in Michigan. And at the same time, I was praying with my, my pastor, and he wasn't going to be a part of that group. But on that particular day, I brought the book in with me to our prayer time. And I said, Lord, if if you want him to be a part of this, somehow have the conversation go to where it just naturally flows out of and so he began to share his heart, and his heart was just sharing 
a lot of the things that I've been praying for um, and how I've been praying with the book. And I said, Art, would you like to to pray um, with this group for Draw the Circle? And he was so excited for it. And it was a couple weeks later where he came and he said, Mike, I really want to start our church also on a 40 days of prayer. And so he took not the Draw the Circle book, but he took his expertise and he wrote his own mm. series of um, items that he wanted the church to be thinking about, praying about for 40 days as we lead up to a decision that our church is going to make about whether we're going to put an addition on the church or not. Wow. Yeah, incredible. Um, and then in, I think it's April 12, a group of us in Michigan are going to get together. And, yes. And yeah. uh, that group that you started that you're on right now with the 40-day prayer, we're going to just get together, a place called City on a Hill, and um, pray together and see what God's been doing. Yeah. Right? So. yeah, it's actually going to be some of the people that are in my group, but then also some that were in that room. Uh-huh. With you. With so that would be yeah. great to, to bring them all together and just to hear what God's been working and doing. Yeah, and it, it just, uh, Mike and I were just talking before the podcast about some things we've heard. Um, uh, somebody called me today about the 40, their churches doing the 40 day prayer and their staff and um, a preschool director that every day is walking around the preschool. I think there's about 300 or so kids in the preschool that she leads and every day walking around and praying for the school and praying for the kids and praying for the parents of the kids. So just some great stories. I heard another story last night um, of a college student that uh, has gotten the book, ordered it for several other college students and Monday, uh, at their college, a group of them are going to be praying together. They're going to be praying over their college, um, a group of guys, actually. And it's, it's really exciting to hear, as Mike has seen, it, it, just, it is spreading. And I think God is, uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago with Henry, I think God is just multiplying it. And you just hear pockets here and pockets there of what God's doing. Um, I love Mike because uh, Mike and I used to pray together and dream together. And and going back to that Africa uh, experience, um, Mike, tell us a little bit about uh, this year, Mike's on sabbatical. He took a step of faith and, and uh, is trusting the Lord during uh, a year off from teaching uh, at Holland Christian, and one of the focuses is Africa. Mike wanted to get more involved in Africa. Um, there are some great stories about uh, our times in Africa, people that have been touched that you have brought, and, and it really fits in with Draw the Circle and what God's been doing uh, through prayer and your heart for prayer and praying for high school students and that God would do something in their hearts. It's been on your your heart for a long time to to see God work in a mighty way at the school where you're at. So give us some stories that you've been praying into uh, for the last few years or several years and what God has done and how he's answered some of those prayers. Yeah, the first time uh, Ray Hawkinson and I sat down, um, he shared his vision for Beautiful Gate, how he wanted to bring people there, bring kids there and disciple them. And he talked about this discipleship center that he really wanted to have. At the same time, God had me at a point in my life where my, my kids were graduating from high school. 
And so I was looking back in their education and thinking, what what is it that if there was something else that I'd want to add to the education, what would it be? And, and it would be to have that experience um, of kingdom mm. where they could be in a different place, different environment, and just see the, the, the kingdom um, in a different, maybe different culture. And so I, as I listened to Ray, I thought, wow, our hearts are being aligned here. And it looks like the, the, the piece that's in the, that really needs to be developed is, is this discipleship center because there's no, there was no place for kids to stay when they came. And so I joined the chapel committee at Holland Christian and, and presented a message. And at that point, there just wasn't any movement. Um, so I continued to be faithful because God had put that on my heart to raise awareness for Beautiful Gate and for Lesotho, Africa. Um, through all a series of just divine appointments mm. and God orchestrating so many things, I wrote Brian Gearink, um, the director, the now director at Beautiful Gate, an email saying that I've got 27 young people that want to come to your place. And him saying back, you know, that's great, but we have no place to house them. Mm. And at the end of his email, he just kind of, it looked like it was just an addendum or an add-on. He said, unless you want to build this volunteer center, and hey, we'll even call it the Maroon House. <laughs> and it just, all of a sudden, from it went back to our my conversation with Ray. And I wrote him back. I said, Brian, are you serious? I said, because there's a lot of history of this center. And he said, yeah. He said, I'm serious. And so God just orchestrated the right people at the right time um, to get that building built in about six months from that conversation. Six months later, they had the volunteer center and the Howland Christian students got behind it and raised money to furnish the whole place as well. So um, that's kind of how that whole relationship kind of began. And then bringing, bringing students to Lesotho has just been amazing. Um, I love and draw the circle how he talk, talks about divine appointments and how God orchestrates um, so many things in our lives and that we just need to have the time and the focus to see it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about Lesotho. Mm -hmm. Is there the pace that we have at life in, we see how God can orchestrate so many things. So, you know, one, we, you know, right? Uh, think about, about Ashley Rogowski. Yeah. Ashley Rogowski. how she was speaking up at a center for teen moms. And we wanted to have it on, I think it was a Tuesday, <laughs> right? We were yeah. like, no, we yeah. want to go on Tuesday. We want to go on Tuesday. And the director at Beautiful Gate says, it can't. It's got to be Wednesday. And we're kind of disappointed <laughs> it's Wednesday. And then she gets up and speaks to these orphan children about how Today was the third anniversary of losing her mom to can her mom to cancer, mm. and just pouring out her pain to them. And then at the end, the one of the orphans gets up and says, "Thank you. We we never thought that people in America had the same circumstances that mm. we had." Mm. Um, mm. And and you know, last year with our our the group that we had come last year, I was very disappointed that there was no guys that came from Holland Christian, it was all girls, and I'd been praying into 
Lord, I, I want the young men of Holland Christian to catch the fire for your kingdom. And was very disappointed when it was all girls, but move forward. And I remember journaling the day before, Lord, I know you can't duplicate what you did last year. It was so amazing. And his answer back was, no, I'm not going to duplicate it, but I, it's going to be just as good. It's just going to be different. And the girls of Holland Christian, how they bonded because there was no guys, mm. no retreats. So no guys on the uh, Lusutu side and no guys from Holland Christian. These girls bonded in a matter of moments and sang songs together, became vulnerable with each other. And then God used the song that whoever thought of that song, right? Whoever God put that song, crazy song, um, just you're going to be my friend. And they're, they're acting all silly how God used that song to actually get now Parker Lutheran yeah. School involved. And here you are going to be leading a trip uh, with them this year as well. Yeah, that, that was incredible. It was a, I don't even know the name of the song, but it was about <laughs> friends and the yeah. girls start dancing together and and bonding through that. Mm -hmm. And then I just was taking a video of that and I showed a friend out here whose kids go to Lutheran High School and he started crying. And he says, Tim, we got to take the, the students from Lutheran High and bring them to Lesudo. I want my kids and my girls to experience the same thing that these girls are experiencing. And, you know, so God, again, opened a door. Mm -hmm. uh, all Mike was was obedient. Uh, we were disappointed about days <laughs> and all this stuff and guys not being there. And God always does something amazing. And I think one of the girls on the trip, she made the comment about that, that time heaven came to earth, right? Yes. And this was as close to heaven yes. that I could ever even imagine. And, and truly, God, God showed up and arrested and ruined our hearts in a good way. Um, and the great thing, Mike, as I've been able to visit you at Holland Christian, um, be at some of the chapels where the kids have talked, um, what has it done for the school? What has going to Lesotho, even holding babies, being in another culture, uh, that is uh, saturated by HIV AIDS. What what has it done to uh, Holland Christian? I think God's changed hearts of of young people, starting with obviously the ones that went to Lesotho, mm -hmm. and they're beginning to have those same uh, fruits, I guess, mm -hmm. be visible in, in Western Michigan. So that compassion, like so, uh, some of our girls are really involved with special needs kids. Mm. Um, as I as I look at, you know, there's another group called Camp Sunshine. And so there just seems a real a real attachment to special needs, but also to a, a similar organization as the Teen Moms in Lesotho. Um, there's an organization called Young Lives. Uh, again, teen moms, single moms that, that have babies, that uh, the kids are also babysitting, helping out, going to camps and um, taking care of their children while they 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 grow in their relationship to Jesus Christ, and so we're just seeing a lot of movement from the kids and um, doing kingdom work mm -hmm. back in Western Michigan. Yeah, I think the beautiful thing is um, you don't have to go to Africa to experience the kingdom. I'm God's definitely there, and with orphans and widows. But when you un you begin to understand the gospel and the fullness of the gospel, Mike and I heard a great sermon. And this past Sunday about the gospel isn't doesn't stop at the death, re death and resurrection of Christ and Christ coming into our hearts. That's just the beginning. 
when Christ comes into our hearts, he's the king, and the king sends us out into his kingdom um, to be his hands and his feet. And we see that in, in Lesotho. But when these kids come back, um, their hearts are transformed for the kingdom, and they want to serve. They do. And they serve fellow students. Um, and you could feel it. I, I was at that chapel, and you can tangibly feel God moving at Holland Christian and how you have been one of the tools and all these kids that have come back uh, have been tools uh, for God to to use their hands and feet in Holland, Michigan and beyond. Um, we're going to be in Africa in April. Mike yeah. and I are going to be there and then we're going to be there the whole month in, in June, <laughs> which is their winter. So it's cold. Yes, very cold. But um one of the things we're going to be doing when we go uh, April and uh, in June is working with an organ organization called Bountiful Hope. Mm -hmm. And Mike, part of his sabbatical, he's been working with this organization. Cindy and Paul Trollinger had that up, uh, some relationship to me, I guess. Uh, that's my sister and brother-in-law, great people. And tell us what you're doing with Bountiful Hope and what Bountiful Hope hopes to do uh, out there in the, near the Good Shepherd Center where we've done some of our retreats. Yeah, if I can back up just a little bit. Yeah, sorry. That's back right. Up. No, uh, in, the first time I went to Lesotho was in 2012. And I took the girls' basketball team mm -hmm. from Howland Christian, and we wanted to play a local school in netball. And so the superintendent at that school said, that would be great, but we want you, your kids to come. And what is netball? I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> netball is a... A form of basketball. So it's the closest thing Lesotho has to basketball. Okay. It has some very interesting rules, but it's just a pole with a ring on top. So there's no backboard, there's no net. So there, the, the whole depth perception there is a little bit off for our kids. Uh, but anyway, it, so it's, it's, yeah, it's the closest thing that we could get to basketball. And so we come, we show up at school. It's Africa. So there's not a lot of organization and they're just putting kids in all these different rooms and God places me in a math classroom, which is what I teach. And it just began. That was really the seed that started me thinking about developing a relationship with some type of a school in Lesotho um, to partner with Howland Christian that we could come alongside of and that we could benefit from them mm -hmm. as our kids mm -hmm. came. And that dream continued for a couple of years. Um, it wasn't really dormant, but it wasn't going anywhere uh, until I took another team there. And we went up to the Good Shepherd Center where the, we had, a, you, you actually were part of that, had a retreat up there mm -hmm. and began to ponder about what if we came alongside of orphan kids and we helped with their education. And so that began to stir a little bit. And then Sister Constance, who is the runner or the, the founder, I don't know if the founder, but she runs Good Shepherd, she runs Good Shepherd mm -hmm. Center. She called us aside one time when we were there and said, I have a dream. Mm. And her dream was to build a school up at the Good Shepherd Center. And so we walked behind the Good Shepherd Center to the property that a farmer had offered to her. And we prayed <laughs> over that property. And I know, yes, yeah. I know the winds, the winds, the winds came awesome. and they blew. Mm. And that really sparked my heart of what, what, what would it look like 
to give the best to the least of these. And that's that's kingdom, right? Where the least, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the last shall be first. And so what would that what would that all look like? And so Bountiful Hope has kind of grabbed onto that vision and is looking to build an educational center up there. In fact, have purchased a computer lab. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first building. It's actually a portable that will be on that land. Uh, it will be also for the teen moms up there, for the orphans, but also for the 15 villages that uh, surround the Good Shepherd Center as well. Mm. Exciting. It um, is. Very exciting. Yeah, it was a, we were praying, and all of a sudden, uh, we're crying out to God, Lord, what do you want to do here? And the wind just, it, mm-hmm. was, it was like, oh, you could, it was like the Holy Spirit came. And um, yeah, so God's opened some doors there as well. And so look forward to where that's going to go and how God's going to use that and what that's going to mean uh, for the community up near the Good Shepherd Center. Um, Mike and I are, and, and we're going to have to do another one of these uh, podcasts because um, there's a lot we have to talk about, but we're reading a book called, um, it's by John Ortenberg, and it's called All the Places to Go, How Will You Know? God Has Placed Before You an Open Door, What Will You Do? And uh both Mike and I, a friend, Steve uh, Dykstra, bought this for us, and he was out here, and, and uh, I wrote a blog about this Tuesday about, you know, trying to figure out the open door, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. It's nice. not easy. Um, and so we're going to have to talk more about it because Mike and I and others were praying about a, a possible open door and what God's going to do. But um, Mike, walking through a door um, is scary, right? Mm-hmm. And even this past year for you, uh, you had to make a decision, hey, to, you know, take a sabbatical where you're not going to be paid. And uh, you weren't sure where the money was going to come from. But you just sensed, I I need to explore Africa more. I need to take time to hear the voice of God. I need to be in prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was a risk. Right. Because you didn't know, was there money? What was what was going to happen? Tell us in a a synopsis. Is God faithful? Has God um, been there for you as you walk through that door, not knowing exactly what's going to happen? Has God been faithful? God has been just amazingly faithful Mm. in in ways that I could never have predicted. Um, People, organizations I thought were going to be right there and come alongside me. They didn't. And other people that. I didn't even know, mm. um, came out of the word work and wanted to hear my story. Mm. And uh, at the end, asked me, what do you want? What can I do for you? Um, so we've had people that have come over and they've brought their cow over. For us <laughs> to uh, one had some trip, which is an educational assistance that they weren't going to use. And so they've, they've given it to us and just, just so many ways that God has showed himself faithful um, in amazing ways. Mm-hmm. So, so if, Somebody is listening and they're they're wondering, you know, this is risky. Maybe God's pushing them in a certain direction and they're not sure and they're scared. Um, what would your advice be? This book's great. So we, we're going to talk more about it. Yeah. You got to stay another few days so we can talk more about it. Um, but what would you say to them if, if, if they feel something's on their heart? Um, you have any advice? Should they walk through? Should they get more information? <laughs> what should they do? I think as you're approaching an open door, I mean, prayer, 
prayer is such a key factor, component of it. Um, your heart. Where is your heart? And God continued to just place on my heart that I couldn't do it at all. That that was, everything that was going on in my life right now, I I couldn't keep up the pace of life that I that I had. And so um, I even journaled that. I think. <laughs> Nine months before I actually took the sabbatical, I said, Lord, what, what do I give up? And I made a list of things. Not one of them was being a teacher mm. um, at that point. But um, if that's where you're at, continue to discern and pray. And God is faithful. Mm. Um, my blog, my blog this year is, you know, my journey of growing in trust. It's, mm. uh, it's definitely a journey. Mm. Uh, but every time you step out, I think you begin to trust more because mm -hmm. you see that he comes alongside of you and he is faithful. Mm -hmm. I think that word trust um, is so important because it is just trust and it's mm -hmm. a mystery. You don't know where God, when you said, I'm going to take this sabbatical, you didn't know how you're going to be provided for. You didn't know what this year would look like, but you've definitely, I'm sure, grown in trust, right? Uh, and, and not only myself, but my my wife and I together. Mm. And so that relationship, our relationship is so is such a deeper relationship now centered on Christ. Um, we do so many things together that we did maybe occasionally, mm. and now it's just a routine. Mm. It's a, uh, it's part of who we are. Mm. And so we have definitely grown closer together as we rely together on him. Mm -hmm. And your, your spiritual life, um, trust, you've grown in trust, but any other blessings that you've experienced in this journey of stepping through that open door um, in your relationship with God? Well, as, as, as you go along this year, it's been a lot different than what I, I thought it was going to be. Mm. Um, but I think one of the, the biggest things that I needed to do was I needed to spend more time with my Abba Father. Mm. And this gave me the opportunity to do that. And so there have been situations that have come up in my life that have been very taxing. And I have experienced the peace mm. of Christ in a way that I have never experienced that before. And so I'm proud of my Abba Father. Mm. Um, I really am proud of him of how he has equipped me for the areas of my life that I've had to go through this year. Mm. Yeah, if I can brag on Mike a little bit, um, I know some of those challenges that he went through and how he handled it um, because of his trust in his Abba Father and the outcomes and the fruit of spending more time with your Abba Father mm -hmm. and how you brought that into a situation and how God just reversed it. Mm -hmm. What could have been very difficult and challenging, uh, God used you to bring peace. And uh, it's an amazing story. Someday you're going to have to write a book about it or write, you know, maybe it's too close right now, but uh, I, I've gotten to uh, watch God use Mike and uh, I'm proud of him in, in a spiritual sense that it was such a testimony to the God who resides in Mark in Mike's heart, not Mark, Mike's heart. Um, 
and it's a powerful witness mm. of the God in you and Christ in you. And so, um, yeah, so even though life takes its twist and turns, um, that journey of trust, you never, I, even though there's been challenges, would you ever go back through that door the other way? No, I never go back. Never go back, huh? Yeah. Well, Mike, it has been a blessing um, to talk with you, and we're going we're gonna to do more. Um, okay. <laughs> Wasn't that bad, right? No. And so we'll do some more later with Mike and, uh, and maybe give you some updates on some open doors or closed doors or wherever God's leading uh, in the future. But thank you for being here. Any, any last words of advice to the listeners out there on Ocean's podcast? I don't know if I have advice, but I do have a, a challenge. Um, if you haven't gone into 40 days of prayer, and it doesn't have to be draw the circle, but mm. I'd recommend mm. um, that as a place to start of, of really beginning to develop your prayer life, which mm. will lead you to an open door and I think help you have the faith to walk through if that's God's mm. will. Amen. We, we were just talking, we'll end with this, but we were talking at Chick-fil-A, Mike's favorite restaurant, because they don't have them in Michigan yet. So how many times have you been there this week? Like four? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that, that's not, I mean, he's been here like four days and he's been at Chick-fil-A like four days. Um, but we were just talking about, you know, we're seeing prayer, not just draw the circle people, but prayer springing up at college campuses and churches and businesses it, i mean it's it's amazing we were talking about you know revival and if revival is going to happen in our nation in our churches in our homes it's going to start with prayer and again just excited so hear mike's challenge the holy spirit is moving um join it and just start seeking his face and and watch what your abba father will do amen amen so amen. thanks again for listening thanks mike for being here. It's a blessing to have you uh, here today, and uh, we'll talk more later. Okay. God bless. Thank you for joining us. To hear more episodes or learn more about Oceans Ministries, please visit oceansministries.org.